Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and of course, with me, we've got uh, Ben Solkeld, who's had an amazing weekend, right, Ben? How was it? Yeah, man. So we had uh, Code Black. Uh, It was our third one this year. 10 10 recruits. Uh, We had another 10 to 12 uh, Legacy Brothers come and run it. Yeah, man, it was was a big, big, amazing, solid weekend, as you can probably hear in my voice. (laughs) It's it's a question I get all the time, but like, what is Code Black? Mm. Yeah, Code Black is, we, we call it our rites of passage. This is it's like it's our integration of the work. So Rising Kings experiences our phase one. That's you know you're introduced to the work. Uh, you do a lot of inner work through that process, through that nine week process as you go through and actually help uncover, understand, and unleash you know, your highest version. But it's one thing to have it written in a book uh, and doing the work, so to speak, with yourself and making uh, operating at your highest potential. Phase two. Uh, where we invite men who are doing the work in phase one uh, will be invited to come and do Code Black. And that's what we call our integration. And that's our rites of passage, like I said. And those men who show up and graduate through Code Black are then invited into Legacy, which is our ongoing movement and brotherhood, uh, where we uphold the standards and the values of Rising Kings. And yeah, so Code Black's, you know, without giving too much away, because we, we keep it pretty under wraps, it's uh, it's quite an exclusive and a unique methodology that we run. Uh, but it's like 52 hours uh, you're tested physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, even spiritually. And it's really a an environment that we take men into to really get down to the core of what's what's this man's truth. And you come up against all your personal demons to start working through them. So it's, it's an invited thing, right? It's not like, hey, I, you know, I'm in pretty good shape. I want to do this. How do I do it? Where do I sign up? No, you got to first do Rising Kings experience. Like it's it's you got we we looked at this for many many years as we've been growing the Rising Kings movement, and to just throw a guy into a physical, mental, emotional challenge without doing the work leading up to it, I don't believe you get the true value of what that's about. And that's why we make them go through a phase one first, that nine-week Rising Kings experience, you're introduced to the work, we start getting in underneath the layers. And then what we do in phase two, Code Black, is actually put you through the test to say, hey, man, hey, this is the guy you say you want to be. Cool. Let's test that in a pressurized environment. I want to be calm. I want to be collected. I want to be, you know, a better father, husband, all, all the things we desire to be. I want to operate at my highest potential, no matter the challenge, no matter the the stuff that's there. I want to step into my courage. It's like awesome, man. I love love that you've written that on a bit of paper, and it sounds great. Now it's like let's fucking see how that stacks up when when it gets when the heat gets fucking hot. <laughs> and I'm just sort of curious, like, what do you say or what are your- the biggest sort of demons or things that sort of come out during during Code Black for most yeah. of these guys? Yeah, look, the first thing that really comes up is you know, around worthiness. Am I am I good enough? And so that's it's a very ego-driven piece. But then as you start cutting through the layers, the man starts to recognize, like, I'm just really not showing up as my best. Like, I'm letting the little things agitate me, frustrate me, annoy me, piss me off. And that 
comes out through expression of yelling, yelling at the kids, you know, disconnecting with the wife, not communicating with the wife, hiding in work, hiding in porn, uh, hiding behind alcohol. And so it's, it's all these things that start coming through that we inspire, empower, and support a man to actually go through that and show him what he's really, truly capable of. And then all of a sudden, he's able to see, hey, man, I, I've, I've got to start really working on myself here so I can accept the person I am. And I'm proud of that man. Mm, that's actually perfect for, for today's topic. And this is something I've been wanting to talk about for the past maybe two or three weeks. Sort of been walking around, you know, being quote unquote, Mr. Grumpy, right? Easily triggered <laughs> lately. Um, I've got two little ones, right? I've got a two and a four-year-old or one that's going to be four. Easily triggered, stress in the world around me and family. Doesn't seem like they just kind of want to be around me anymore, right? At work, I'm stressed out. I'm more stressed than I've ever really been. My coworkers, you know, have certainly noticed that my performance has reflected um, or, you know, my stress level has reflected on, on you know, my output at work. And I'm sure that a lot of guys out there are in a similar situation, right? We all hit this sort of brick wall where it seems like just the world around us, no matter what it is that we do, is just fuck. <laughs> like, like, I don't know mm. what other, you know, what sort of <laughs> word to describe it. It's just, you know, it's fucked at work. It's fucked at home. And it's like, yeah. you know, so what do we do? We run away from, like for mm. me, like I run away from, from the things at, at home so that I pull in a little bit more overtime or I take on other clients and stuff like that. And and at work, it's like I try to quote unquote keep busy just so that I don't have to deal with, with some of the stresses. And I'm just sort of curious, right? Because I know there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, feel the same way. It's like, why do men or, or really people in general get easily triggered to a point that people around them don't even want to be around them anymore? Yeah, I hear you, man. And look, I'm not immune to this either. It's, it's, I think I say this every episode though. It's like crazy that the topic that you bring up actually just dials straight into, you know, stuff that's going on in my life. So I got back from Code Black uh, yesterday, tired, exhausted, obviously off the back of a big weekend. Uh, and then this morning, you know, you thrust back into reality, you know, I got two little kids, beautiful chosen one, uh, getting them ready for school. Uh, there's homework to be done, et cetera. And, you know, just because I'm tired and exhausted doesn't mean that, you know, your children go, oh, daddy's tired and exhausted. I better, uh, I better make sure I make really good choices now and make sure that he doesn't, you know, get cranky and we, we, we support dad as much as we can. Like that, that's, that's not reality. They're just, they're in their own worlds doing their things. And so even I found myself this morning quite triggered around my son and his homework. And, you know, I've just come off the back of a weekend guiding and leading and driving men to step into their discomfort, to get more disciplined, to help them reshape their lives. And then here I am in my home environment, and I'm looking at my son, and I was really, really triggered by uh, his modality. He's, he's only 11, but I, you know, upon reflection, and I'll get to that in a second, yeah, I'm getting frustrated, I'm getting annoyed, and I'm getting triggered, and I can feel the energy, and my chosen one can feel the energy in the, in, in the room as well. And it's not cool. And this for me, is is quite rare these days. Like it's not an everyday occurrence. Uh, however, five years ago, ten years ago, my modality was that. Like just always frustrated, always angry, always triggered to the point that, like you said before, man, you walk outside and you're just pissed off with any little nuance in your realm. 
that doesn't make your life a little bit comfortable. You know, traffic, pissed off, queuing up to get a coffee, pissed off, fucking water's not cold when you turn it on and you're looking for a cold drink of water, pissed off, frustrated at the kids because they're not doing what they're told, frustrated at the wife because she does, she's not doing what you desire to do or she's expressing her feelings. And yeah, it's a very easy modality to fall into. I don't necessarily think it's just because of work stress. It's a deeper, there's a deeper layer to this. And it's really around a man not being able to tune into his performance and he's not seeing progress in his life at the level he desires to see the progress. And so what we're doing is we've got this man in type type of operation that we want, like the, the way we want to be living our lives. And then we've got down here how our life is actually displayed. And I think this is where we get really frustrated because it's like, well, how come my kids aren't fucking perfect? How come my business isn't perfect? How come my fucking wife isn't perfect? How come my physique isn't perfect? Why did I hit the snooze alarm this morning? You know, like, and we start just running our heads around this notion of I'm not fucking good enough, I'm useless, etc. But it comes out externally into the world, especially around family, because it's technically it's a it's a safer environment because you being your truth usually behind closed doors versus when you're in business and you're being paid and there's money, it's like, oh well, I better fucking get my shit together here or I'm not gonna have a job. So hey yeah, everything's good, good. Yeah, I'm I'm fine, you know, and you're operating. But then as soon as you come into closed doors and there's no money on the line and it's like the truth comes out, it's it can be a very angry individual. And you know, like we used to joke around with this even with myself. Um when my kids were younger, it was just like angry dad. And so, you know, we made a pact. It's like anytime that happens, like call me angry dad. Like remind me, raise my awareness on it. And so that's been a big shift for me over the past couple of years. But it's to go back to your question, like what's really going on? It's through all the work, all the men we've worked with, everything that we do here. It's not just about the pressure of life. It's about the man accepting the pressures of life and being able to adapt to the pressures of life. And when you're not adaptable and you're not accepting, that's when the shit blows up. It's funny that you mentioned how one acts and is around in public rather than behind closed doors. Sometimes, most of the time, it's completely different, right? That that person is just not the same behind closed doors and in public. And I thought that was interesting that you sort of mentioned that. Curious though, like, how can one overcome this state of being and become happier and more fulfilled as a person. So this this goes into one of our core areas that we focus on, what's called capacity. So you got think of it like a cup. We may have mentioned this before, but it's like you've got a cup. Let's say it's a 500 mil cup and the man's operating in his, in his world, but that cup's full. Kids, marriage, business, et cetera. And the way that he's operating in terms of his health, mindset, physically, et cetera, the cup's at five, it's full. It's 500 mil. He's got 500 mil of water. The thing is, life is continually pouring water into that container, you know, whether that's COVID, here's a new challenge. Uh, one of the kids gets sick, um, you know, chosen one uh, needs to go and do something and goes away for a week. And all of a sudden it's like, you, you're you in charge of the whole family, domestic duties, et cetera. It's like more water's getting poured into that cup, but you're already full. And that's the breaking point, right? That's when shit blows up, et cetera. We've got to look at not just emptying the cup. How do you make a bigger container? How do you take it from 500 mil to a liter? How do you take it from a liter to 10 liters? And this is really at the end of the day, a lot of the work when we call daily disciplines that assist with that. 
That's meditation. That's journaling. Right? That's exercise. That's daily gesture of love. That's you know, cold showers. It's really creating these daily disciplines that you continually do over and over and over that allow you to expand your capacity so that if you do this type of work and the guy who's listening today and he does this work and over three months and in three months time, he's going to have a high level of capacity. He's like, holy shit, you know, I can deal with more today without getting angry than what I could three months ago. Now, if you extrapolate that and go, what does that look like over six months? What does that look like over one year? five years, 10 years, like all of a sudden, this is where you start, you know, meeting those men who are quite inspiring that you go, here's a guy who runs a fucking multi-million dollar business. He's got six kids, right? He's, he's got a six pack and he's 52 years old. He smiles all the time. He's calm. He's collected. It's like, what's that guy doing? Like, <laughs> surely you're not just born that way. And that's the truth. It's this guy is doing the work. Like this is really at the end of the day, what a lot of the daily disciplines are about expanding that capacity. That's the difference between me today and me five years ago, 10 years ago, is just continually working on the capacity. Now I have my limits. I, I, you know, I'm still building my container as I shared with you, like this morning, I was triggered. What I did off the back of it though, is like in the past, you you get triggered and you just leave it and you just get on with life and you carry that trigger around and nothing really changes. Whereas I left the home environment, I took the kids to school, I reminded them that I love them regardless of the fact that I'm frustrated. And then I've spent probably the last hour and a half prior to jumping on here really unpacking, well, what's really going on under this, Ben? What are you really triggered about here? What's the frustration? What's the annoyance? And then not only that, what, what am I actually going to do about it? And these are the little things, man, that help a man or a woman expand their capacity to be able to take on the responsibilities that life is being thrown at them. Mm. Sort of a two-part question, right? We all have stresses at work and in life. How does one separate the two so that you're not bringing the stresses of work home? Because I think that's one thing that a lot of guys, you know, sort of have a hard time dealing with. And number two, sort of learn to escape. Like, how does one learn not to escape and run away from the stresses of life um, by going into other things, right? And most guys, as an example, would rather pick up overtime than to be at home with the kids or would rather sort of pretend to be working at home or, you know, watch YouTube videos rather than to deal with with the things that are going on with the family. So first question, what was that again? It was around... How do you separate the two by not bringing right. the stresses of work home? Yeah. So a big a big thing I've I've used in my life is you've got to, you've got to create the, the separate environments and create a almost like a a passageway between the two. So you're at work, you're doing your work stuff, etc. And we're about to go into the home environment. The first thing is like my first biggest tip, fucking don't take your phone or your laptop in into the home environment or at least go and put it somewhere that you don't have access to for the first couple of hours so you can be present. Because the challenge is we come home and all we're thinking about is work, 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 work. And we're on our phone and we're checking emails. We're not present. And so we've just we've just brought everything, all the stresses we've just been in we've just brought into our home environment. So that's the first piece. The second thing that you can do is, uh, this is something that I used to do quite a lot, man, I just take five to 10 minutes just to go through like a breathwork practice or a meditation practice before I work, walked into home, right? Because what it does is just diffuses and tries to clear out all the baggage that you've brought on 
bored from the day to actually step into the next environment, which is going to be, is going to require you, you know, like if you've got kids, man, and you're married, there's a fucking lot of responsibility that comes on as soon as you walk in the door. It's not like the Brady Bunch TV show where you walk <laughs> in and everyone's like, hey, dad, great to see you. Have a seat. Here's, here's a drink. Just relax. You know, it's cool. We're so happy to see you. Man, I hope you had a good day today. How can we support you? How can we make you feel, you know, chilled out? It's you walk in and it's, you know, especially when you've got young kids, it's we're on and it's like, fuck, we, it is game on. Like shower time, cleaning time, brush your teeth, get ready for bed, read books, you know, stay engaged, stay present. So you've really got to really put in the work, so to speak. And I think putting that little buffer piece in, uh, we just calm the mind, get steady, get prepared and ready to step into the second environment. So that's that's in terms of separating the two. I highly recommend those who, you know, like I, I think a lot of things have shifted now that you're able to work from home, right? Especially through COVID. Sounds beautiful in theory. Like I, I've, I've worked from home for I don't now, but in the past, you know, like especially with business ventures, et cetera, I've done a lot of work from home time in my life. And there's one thing uh, that I got stuck in for quite a while was there was no segmentation. Home was work and work was home. There was no, there was no delineation. And so I found myself like just never really present with my family and never really present with business because I'm just in between two worlds trying to be handled in one spot. So, I'd, you know, if I was frustrated with the kids, I'd run upstairs and just get on the computer and do emails and do work. And then if I'm frustrated with work and I need procrastinate and I'm trying to procrastinate, I'd go down and hang out with the kids. And it was just no one was getting the benefit of Ben. And so you've really got to be careful if you're working from home of cre- like creating a clear delineation between that's home and that's home time and that's work and that's work time. So they're the key things in terms of segmenting the two. The second question, this is the conversation around comfort and short-term gratification. So this, this is a deeper thing. It's not just a one-off. This is where you've really got to practice staying and getting into the realms of discomfort. I'll use an example, and it's, it's not just around business and work and you know creating a um, place to escape, like escapism from the work at hand. This is what cold showers are for me at the end of the day, like only cold showers because I'm creating the discipline to just get into the discomfort. It's also too around eating. It's like, even though, you know, you when things get uncomfortable, whether it's at home or at work, what's the first thing we do? We go and reach for something sugary, something that we, we know we shouldn't be eating, but it's like we need to fill that void. It's the same with pornography. It's the same with drugs. It's the same with alcohol. They're all escape mechanisms. My challenge that I do to myself is like, eradicate them out of your life so that you have to step into the discomfort. So when it comes to being at home, right? And you're like, oh man, I can go and be home with the family now for, you know, bath time and all that sort of stuff. Or I can actually go, oh, hi darling. Yeah, I can't come home. I got a lot on my plate at the moment at work. Uh, I'll be home later tonight. You need to have the hard conversation with yourself. What's, What's the truth here? Can that work actually be done at a later point? Are you actually just avoiding the discomfort of going into the shitstorm because you want to stay comfortable where you are? And this is where you got to challenge yourself. You got to start stepping into the discomfort. And I'm a big believer and it's like practicing it on levels, like little things over and over and over again that allows you to continually, again, expand your capacity to handle the challenges of discomfort. That's why I said to you before, like even before we kicked off here, like my next six weeks, I'm off caffeine. And it's, it's fucking uncomfortable. There's no real need. Hey man, most people drink a cup of coffee a day. 
no problem. Yeah, I drink Kamika. But I know I need to do a reset here because I want to get uncomfortable with it. I want to remove it out and actually step into it because I think I'm getting a little bit comfortable with a few things. It's the same when it comes to sugar. It's the same when it comes to cold showers. Uh, you know, I gave up porn four and a half years ago. I gave up alcohol three and a half years ago. Each of those things are designed for me to expand my capacity to build me up so that I can be you know, more present, more connected, and take on more challenges that the world is throwing at. Mm. Now, when we escape from things, right, and this is something that I've noticed my kids do, right? If I'm stressed at work and I, you know, it's time that I deal with the kids, but I don't necessarily want to deal with the kids, I'll stuff my face in, in, in my phone and watch YouTube videos, right? Like that's my escape. But like, what sort of examples are you setting for those around you by running away rather than dealing with the challenges that life has given you? Yeah, it's exactly like you said, man. Like you, you, you're leading by example to the kids. The kids are saying, "Well, anytime I feel fearful, frustrated, annoyed, stressed out, they'll step into some thing that can help them deal with it." And you know, a lot of the time, it's a negative choice. So, like you said there before, like jumping on the phone—that's a huge thing. And I don't think you're alone, man. Like this is a challenge we as adults have to face. Like everything's on demand. Like you can get, anyone can get on a screen at any point that they're uncomfortable, right? Just look at it when um, when you're queuing up for something, right? Queuing up to get food, maybe you're on transport, heading somewhere. You know, even for me, like I found recently, so this is something I've pulled myself up on and I've uh, made sure that this is a, a discipline moving forward, is taking my phone into the bathroom. Because it's, it's like, what, why am I doing that? I'm just trying to get a little high off it. And it's not setting a good example for anyone else around me because who can we be if we're doing that and we're telling our children, no, you need to learn to be bored. Hey son, you know, yeah, it's challenging, but you need to push through the discomfort of it. Yet what are we doing as an adult? And so I think it's, I think it's a very important thing to start checking ourselves first, then looking at, okay, well, what am I, what am I actually telling my children? And am I practicing that? Because if we're saying to our children one thing, but practicing another, man, there's a massive disconnect. You can you can tell your kids to do it all day, but if they're <laughs> if they're watching you and they see you, they're like, I don't give a fuck what you tell me, Dad. <laughs> I know you do the same thing. Final thoughts, Ben. Look, I I think a big thing here, man, is don't don't be pissed. Like, okay, have a good look at yourself and understand. Okay, I'm I'm angry all the time. I'm frustrated. I'm pissed off. That doesn't mean that that's the standard modality. I've told myself for so many years, I'm like, that's just a man. You're a middle-aged man, Ben. You're fucking 35 years of age. It's okay to be angry. That's just what we do. That's how we operate. And it wasn't until I checked, I was like, man, does it have to be that way? There's got to be other guys living it another way. And I went and found, I went and looked for, I went and found, I'm like, what are they doing? How do I stay calm? How do I stay centered? I don't want to be a pissed off man. I don't want to be the guy who walks in the door and has my children walking around in fear. And having everyone go all quiet because angry dad's at home. I want to be the fun dad. I want to be the connected dad. I want to be joyful. And so my my final piece is just become aware of it over these next couple of days off the back of this podcast as you guys go through your your, your world and actually start investigating and asking yourself the question, what, what am I actually angry about? Like, what is it underneath it? Yes, I get it. Well, the kids won't do what I'm told. Why are you angry? Well, they won't do what I'm told. Why does that matter? Because they're not listening to me. Why does that matter? Well, fucking no one listens to me. Okay, now we're getting into a good conversation here. Do you think you're not heard? Do you think you're not validated? Well, the fucking boss doesn't listen and fucking work doesn't listen and no one's listening. It's like, so who needs to listen to you? Like, what is it about you, man? Because the rest of the world are doing their own thing. You need to start 
listening to yourself and working on yourself. Because I think it's not the kids aren't doing what they're told. It's like, I'm not doing what I tell myself. That's just a direct reflection. So that's my final part. Raise your awareness on this, brother. Have a look into it. Lean in. See what comes up. That's Ben Sarkeld. I'm Michael. And this is another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. Stay strong. So that's it for this week's show. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Make sure that you head over to iTunes, uh, rate and review the show. This really helps us get the message out there to ensure we're doing our part in helping others raise their standards and live to their highest order. Also too, if you haven't already, you can apply to join our free Facebook group where we take this conversation deeper and further. And then finally, if you want additional resources, etc., head over to risingkings.com.au. Have an awesome week. Stay strong.